I got in there and Gary Klaus is in there and, and I wouldn't necessarily say Gary's like intimidating, but I was scared to death of anything. Like their janitor could have walked in and I would have just been like, oh, you know. Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast, inspiring real women with a passion for fishing in the outdoors to go get their adventure on. Now, here's your host, coming to you from the Lance Chuck Camper Mobile Podcast Studio, Master Captain Angie Scott. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Scott. And I have an absolutely beautiful setting for this week's episode. And uh, we were hoping to get to do this in person, but it just didn't quite work out. But we were making it happen via phone anyway. Um, but I am sitting with the Lance Truck Camper Mobile Podcast Studio on the banks of beautiful Logan Martin Lake down in Lincoln, Alabama. And I apologize for if you hear any background noise. The wind has picked up just a little bit, but it's just too beautiful to sit inside. And uh, I'm excited to introduce you to my guest this week, Kay Donaldson. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm jealous that you're on the banks of Logan Martin Lake. <laughs> it's one of my favorite places in the state of Alabama. And this time of the year, it's just absolutely gorgeous down there. It is. And... Uh, this is one of my favorite fisheries, um, and so just to be frank, our official practice started today, so I'm not allowed to get any kind of outside intel, so you don't have to, don't have to worry about giving me any of that, but I, I've been here before a couple of times, and this is one of my favorite fisheries um, that, that we've been on. It's just, uh, it plays to my strong suits, which is nice <laughs> for yeah. a change. Seems like well, everywhere else we go, it's not that case, so... <laughs> Well, it's um, I'm proud that you guys that you chose Alabama to be uh, your classic destination, and the people at Lincoln are awesome. The facility there is phenomenal. It was a really fun project to work on, and probably one of the most fun things I do um, in my job is work with communities like Lincoln to help them design not only a destination for tournaments, but really something that their citizens can use. And you'll notice that Lincoln, all those pavilions and the picnic tables and everything that the the citizens can use and really enjoy. But it is a phenomenal tournament uh, venue. And I know that you guys will have a great time while you're there. Yeah. And I'm no danger of being able to give you any information <laughs> other than how to host a tournament or where the 50 amp service is to plug in. Outside of that, I can't help you. So. Well, There's that's, no worries there. I didn't know. I didn't realize. I guess uh, that you were inv uh, somewhat involved in the the Lincoln Landing planning. Um, I know that the LBAA, from what I've heard, was kind of a key factor for getting that um, that location established. Uh, so we had our our classic here last year, um, and it wasn't quite finished yet, just because of all the challenges, you know, that mm -hmm. everyone's been going through. Oh, um, but, uh, I, I drove by it the other day and it, it looks absolutely phenomenal. I, I want to say it was like 270 different or 270 trucks of cement. Mm. I mean, it was just crazy. The amount of concrete and cement that they put out there. So myself, um, some other people in the tournament community, um, some local guys, there kind of pulled me involved in that, you know, 
they basically funded that facility through the city. So no outside dollars, no federal grant dollars, no state grant dollars. They basically single-handed funded this through the city of Lincoln. So um, it really was a um, kind of a brainchild of their city council, and, and they found the funding in order to do that. And so it was a unique project. That's one of the things that probably I like the best about my job is to be able to work with different communities because a lot of communities are never going to host the Bassmaster Classic. So they're going to have very little um, reason to go in and develop like a green pond landing like over in South Carolina or even an Ingalls Harbor indicator. They're not going to host a Bassmaster Classic, but to be able to host an LBAA event, to be able to host Alabama Bass Trail event, to be able to you know, garner that economic impact that comes from those events um, or why these people do it, as well as, you know, to be able to provide an area for their community. I was actually at Lincoln a couple weeks ago just seeing how far they've gotten because uh, we'll be there next year. And there were people actually just sitting on the dock having their lunch or sitting under the pavilion at the picnic tables having their lunch. And that's a really cool, you know, you want your citizens to use it as well mm-hmm. and not just for fishing and um, by far, Lincoln Landing is going to be a premier fishing destination for years to come, and they've got so many more plans for it. So awesome. I'm excited to see how it how it continues to grow. Yeah, and they they really needed something like that on this lake. Um, I know a lot of tournaments take out of town and country and yeah. uh, Riverside, and uh, those those places are great. They're just not set up for something like that. So. Um, no, certainly, you know, for years we went out of Pell City and the water there, you really are limited to when you can have tournaments there. And sometimes it's right at, it's when pleasure boaters are so busy. So mm-hmm. Lincoln Landing actually gives tournament directors an opportunity to go there as early. We went there um, February the 18th last year and you can, op- you can actually go there in January, but just because it's on a deeper uh, plane of water and you can back boats in mm-hmm. at Pell City, the water being pulled down in the winter, you were really limited. You couldn't get boats in the water there. So it does open it up to a 12-month fishing uh, season. So that's really cool. And the weather in Alabama is usually nice enough that you can do that. So props to their city because it's not easy to go and invest that kind of money um, and build a a fishing destination. And you're really betting on the come. I mean, you're really betting that someone is going to come and use that facility and give back to your local economy and, Mm -hmm. and, um, props to them for going out on a limb and it's it's already paying dividends big for the city of lincoln that's awesome yeah and we're doing a a food drive which we did last year where we uh donate money and go to the piggly wiggly in in lincoln and buy some uh canned goods and things like whatever the the community mm-hmm. needs for the food shelf so yep um you know it's always that's awesome yeah always good to give back so well we kind of jumped into it a little bit but i w- want to you know introduce you to the audience and kind of give everybody a little background on yourself and how you became a, a tournament director well it's kind of crazy um my background i was in finance for a long time i worked in the banking industry for years and really wanted to get out of that and i got in the tourism industry and loved it um i've done some work in marketing and advertising worked for an agency for a couple of years but the tourism industry, once you get bitten by that bug, you just love it and you just kind of want to stay in it. So um, I started working for the Alabama Mount Lakes Tourist Association 17 years ago, and I was a regional marketing director. I was over the 16 counties in northern Alabama, 
And I basically just kind of directed their marketing efforts. And um, and we had eight lakes in our state, in our part of the state. And overwhelmingly, when we surveyed our um, visitor, the reason they came to North Alabama was if it wasn't the Space and Market Center, it was to go fishing. Whether it was crappie, bass, catfishing, they loved the water in North Alabama. And so we really kind of focused our efforts on that. And for a long time, for the first seven years of my career, that's what I did as I was the marketing director for um, the Northern Alabama. And uh, back in 2011, 12, um, Bass was faced with the opportunity of having to leave Celebration Florida because they had been acquired. Um, ESPN had sold them to um, McGinnis. Um, Jim Copeland and um, Mr. Logan, Don Logan. And um, Don had a big company in Alabama and Mr. McGinnis had a company in Arkansas. And so they made the decision to move the tournament division and the magazine division from BASS back to Alabama. And then the um, TV component would go back to Arkansas, which is where Mr. McGinnis lived. And so um, when they decided to do that, we all had a meeting in the state of Alabama to decide how we could help Bass make that decision to move back to Alabama. And the overwhelming thing from Bass was, you know, we have this awesome golf trail in the state of Alabama. You see its advertisements everywhere you go. It's a Robert Trent Jones golf trail. Could Alabama come up with something like that, that duplicated it, but was all about bass fishing? And in doing that, we would give Bass, you know, X amount of dollars in advertising, you know, and that's how we would promote it. And so it was during a time that we were still kind of in a recession. We weren't out of the recession yet. Um, and there was no money to bring companies into our state. Like there was no incentive dollars to say, hey, you know, Toyota come into Alabama. Hey, Bass come into Alabama. There just was, wasn't any money. Um, but tourism was still doing well. And so through the tourism office, they said, you know, we'll come up with something like a, a bass trail. We'll we'll figure out something. And if you guys will move back to Alabama, we'll come up with something. And so that was really kind of how the Alabama bass trail started. And um, the tourism office in the state of Alabama didn't really know a lot about bass fishing. They didn't really concentrate on bass fishing. And so because I had a little bit of knowledge, having worked for Mountain Lakes, um, they met with me and my boss and said, "You would you mind taking this project and just kind of starting it and let's see where it goes. And so we had a meeting in Birmingham and about 50 people sitting there and we decided we're going to do an Alabama bass trail. Hmm. And at the time, it wasn't a tournament trail. It was just going to be a marketing idea to get people to come to the state of Alabama, vacation here, fish here, and then go home. Um, it was strictly just a marketing idea. And um, so that was about, I would say, September 2012. And we launched the Alabama Bass Trail in March of 2000. No, it was, yeah, 2013. No, that was March of 2012 is when we actually launched it. So it would have been September of 2011. Um, so we launched it March 8th of 2012. And the crazy thing about it, and I will say this, from the time we started the whole idea of the Alabama Bass Trail, to October the 15th of 2022, the reason Alabama about it, it's just a blessed, it's just a blessed concept mm -hmm. because we announced it on March 8th and on March the 6th, I get a phone call from a guy on Gunnersville. He's a guide. He said, Kay, I know you've got a big announcement coming up on Thursday. 
I just caught a 12 pound bass mm. on Gunnersville. And I'm like, you're kidding me. <laughs> and he goes, no, I've just waited. It's like a 1202 or something. And he said, could you use this tomorrow at your press conference? And the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, would it not be cool for the governor of the state of Alabama to lift up a 12 pound bass <laughs> out of a live well at a press conference? You know, have him not standing behind a podium, but just this. Yeah. And so uh, we coordinated DCNR. They went and gathered the fish. They kept the fish separate. They kept it in tanks and brought it back to us on that Thursday. We announced the Alabama Bass Trail. Governor Bentley holds up a 12-pound bass. The picture's shown everywhere. It was just <laughs> a huge success. Wow. Um, so I say the fishing gods have always smiled on us. Um and so that was March 2012, and a year later, I called the governor's office, and I asked him would he be willing to come to a high school championship in Columbia, Alabama. We were going to be Columbiana, and we were going to be at Lay Lake. And he agreed to come, and we showed him about the Alabama Student Angler Bass Fishing Association. He was blown away at tournament fishing. Like, he had no idea mm-hmm. this kind of money existed in bass fishing, and he was just absolutely blown away. And that was in May of. And then um, in June, I was able to host a fishing rodeo for his wife and some foster kids um, that were in a foster home in, in Montgomery. They came over, they did a fishing rodeo. The governor came, we sat under a shade tree and he looked at me and said, I cannot get over that tournament you took me to last month. And what a great idea it would be if we could take the 11 lakes on the Alabama Bass Trail and make them tournament destinations. Mm. And I said, the, yeah. I said, Governor, there's tons of tournament organizations. We have lots of tournaments. I just don't think you understand how many tournaments we already have in the state of Alabama. And he goes, yeah, but none of them go to our small towns and really make an impact on those towns. And I just think it would be really cool if we just – had our own tournament series and I'm one person, Angie, like Mm -hmm. one person. And I said, governor, that's, that's an awesome idea. You never tell the governor it's a dumb idea. (laughs) And so, um, said, you know, that's a great idea. And he said, I tell you what, if you would put a pen and piece of paper to that, come up with some numbers and then get back to me. And I'm sitting there thinking I'm a one person, you know, um, I left there with, um, and I don't really know if my face was a face of horror or if it was a face of excitement. Um, but I remember my husband looking at me going, your whole life just changed. Mm. And, um, so I made three phone calls that day. I made a call to my boss and she was very much that if the governor's asked you to do this, you do, you need to do your very best to do it. And my second call was to a guy named Brent Crow who was the local guide in Alabama, but I knew he'd fished tons of stuff. And then I called a company called Fish Life, which at the time was, they ran small tournaments, 30, 40 boats, you know, but they had all kinds of terms. They did some college stuff. They did some lazy man stuff, but they're the only tournament I had been to and actually watched a way in all the way through. Hmm. And so I called them and said, Hey, I don't even know if I'll have any money, but I think this can be a thing and the governor's saying he's going to give me some money and would y'all be interested. And so we met on Sunday and met for about three hours. We came up with a game plan. Brent worked with me for a couple of days to kind of come up with a budget. And Wednesday of the following week, 
David Perry, the governor's chief of staff, called me and said, hey, the governor's looking for a letter from you asking for some money, and we hadn't gotten it yet. (laughs) And I said, yeah, it kind of took a little bit of time. Like, I just didn't have a magic number in my head of what it would take. Right. And I said, but I have a letter ready for you. And I was just about to put in a FedEx envelope and send it to you. And he said, if you would, just scan it and just go ahead and send me the hard copy, but scan it into me. And so I did. And it was a letter requesting $100,000. And I thought at that time, Angie, that $100,000 was a lot of money. (laughs) Like in my mind, that was going to save the Alabama Bass Trail. And um, so David called me the next day and he said, look, the governor got your letter. He wants you to go ahead and plan that trip to wherever you were going to go to look for sponsors, which is ICAST. Mm. And he said, just go ahead and plan your trip and send me the hotel details where you're going to be. He'll send you a letter. Just go ahead and plan it. Because it was like, in t- I mean, this is June 22nd. Yeah. So ICAST is like the 15th of August or 15th of July. So I just had three weeks to get together a format, a payout, a schedule. I didn't have rules yet, but I had to get a schedule. I had to get a payout and I had to get a format down. So I had three weeks to do that before I went to ICAST. And so the next three weeks, I probably worked 15, 16 hours a day, just looking at different successful tournaments, Bass Champs, Texas team. You know, what did they do that was so successful? And overwhelmingly, Brent said, we do not have a good team trail in the state of Alabama. Hmm. And so we went to work and I put together a 20 page PowerPoint presentation, printed off 40 copies of it, thought that I had the world by the tail. You know, I was going to go out here and get all this money and everybody was going to think it was a great idea. And I finally, on my way to ICAST, I went with our friend, Gerald Swindle and his wife, Leanne. And I sat and I talked to them about it. And Gerald kind of looks at me like, he thinks it'll work, but didn't really know. And, you know, <laughs> but he was very encouraging. Yeah. And um, went and sat and talked with Chris Lane, who had just moved here to Alabama. He just won the Bassmaster Classic, you know, trying to get his buy-in. And he goes, girl, I have tournaments out of my my tackle store in Gunnersville every weekend. We never have more than 40 boats. I don't, I think you're shooting way too high for 200 boats. And I was like, okay, well, like the first two are kind of like strikeouts. I'm thinking, okay, this isn't gonna, this isn't good. Um, but I did. I had 36 appointments at ICAST. I almost killed myself. <laughs> so I mean, you know, you've been to ICAST, <laughs> yeah. and you may be at booth 100, and then you may be at booth 2,000, and then you may be at booth 10,000. And it was just a lot of talking. And I left there thinking, okay, well, maybe I've gotten a hundred thousand dollars. Maybe I can secure a hundred thousand dollars. And, um, I came back and like a week later, I had a meeting at Phoenix and I will say 100%, Angie, this was what turned the Alabama Bass Trail into reality, um, for me. Um, I go and the night before I go, it's a Wednesday night and a buddy of mine had gone to Phoenix, um, like in June to work for them in marketing. And he calls me and he said, Hey, I just want to tell you something. I want to just give you some reality here. They know we're good friends. I'm just a little afraid that they think I want them to do this because we are such good friends. Mm. So I don't want you to come up here with any ideas. Just know that if you walk away tomorrow and they say no, it's it's not a no forever. 
And so, of course, I didn't sleep that night. I'm thinking the whole time, like, I'm just, you know, I've never pitched a sponsorship of this size. Mm -hmm. And so Brent meets me that next day and we get in the car and I turn on my iPod because at the time, that's what you had was an iPod. And when I tell you I sang and I am a terrible singer, I am not a singer, but I sang everything from Amazing Grace to Genuine's Pony. Like (laughs) I have sung everything on the two hour drive to Winchester, Tennessee. And we get about, I don't know, 10 minutes outside of the Phoenix plan and Brent turns the radio down and he said, any chance you think we need to discuss what we're going to say? Or what, what do you, what do you, what do you got in mind? And I said, no, we're not going to talk about it because I'll just get nervous. <laughs> I just think it's better that I stay on this track of singing. And, um, so I got in there and Gary Klaus is in there and, and I wouldn't necessarily say Gary's like intimidating, but I was scared to death of anything. Like mm. their janitor could have walked in <laughs> and I would have just been like, oh, you know, but had a wonderful conversation with Gary, a wonderful conversation with Teresa. Gary looked at me and his only question was, are you going to allow Alabama rigs? Mm. I knew what an Alabama rig was because I knew the tournament in Gunnersville. The gentleman had won it. Um, I can't even remember his name now. But I knew he'd won that tournament on an Alabama rig. And short of that, I knew what it looked like, but I didn't know anything really about it. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, that was one of the things that we know is going to be in the rules that there's no Alabama rigs. And he said, okay, I'm in. Mm-hmm. So Teresa looks at me and asks, had I ever seen a bass boat being built? And short of being in a boat about 12 times in my life, no, I haven't seen a boat being built. We went through a wonderful tour. And I was amazed. Like, I had never seen anything like it. 45 minutes later, we walk back in the boardroom, and she kind of gently slides her PowerPoint presentation that I've printed out kind of about two feet from her. And she turns and looks at me and says, I think I speak for Gary and myself and our partners that we want to be involved in this. Mm -hmm. We want to partner with you. But unfortunately, we want a three-year deal. And again, I'm not sure what my face said. But I had to ask her again, what? And she said, we don't want someone coming in next year and outbidding us. We want you to guarantee us three years. <laughs> I said, um, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I can do that. Let me, I tell you what I'll do. I'll go back to the office. I'll get your contract together and send it over and you can look at it. Let me know if you have any questions. And I walked out of there and I got in my truck and I drove almost to the end of the road and I pulled over and Brent Crow's looking at me like, what are you doing? And I just sob. Like I break into the ugliest cry that you can possibly imagine. And he goes, what is wrong with you? I said, you've got to drive. And he goes, no, what is wrong with you? I said, I don't have a contract. I don't have a contract to send them. I wasn't expecting a yes. I didn't have any idea that they were going to, one, say yes, or two, ask for a multi-year deal. And that day, they banked on Kate Donaldson. They banked on, I didn't have a website. I didn't have one boat signed up. I didn't have another paying sponsor. And that day just kind of changed who I was. And it really made me believe that this could be something. And um, that was the end of July. and so. I'm sitting in a banquet hall in August. I won't say it was August. 
14th, something like that. And I get a text and it's a person trying to sell a tournament trailer. No one knew what we were doing. Like it had not been announced yet. Mm. And I'm thinking, this is a scam. This is Craigslist. This is a scam. I showed it to my partner, Zach Penny at Bill Penny Toyota. He said it was a scam. I told the guy I'd call him the next day. I call him. He FaceTimes me and says, showing me, or maybe it was Skype at the time, but he's showing me this actual trailer. And it was an old walleye trailer. Mm-hmm. And it was a guy from a church. He said they had went out of business. They donated it, this and the truck that goes with it, to a church to do inner city concerts. And he said, we just need to get rid of it. Times are hard. We're not able to keep it up. The tires are going bad and all this. And he told me all about it. And they happened to have a dealership there close by. And I said, well, if you can take it there and let them look it over, see if it can even be put on the road, you know, mm-hmm. if it's even ready to be put on the road. Girl, I had to learn about um engines and 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 dot certifications and air brakes and like i knew nothing about this and so the dealership calls me back tells me what it'll take to get it ready for the road i negotiate the price with the church and we buy a tournament trailer wow like on a hope on a hope that we can pay this money back you know um but it was just one thing like that that happened after another it was just Things like that happened. Yeah. And so the governor called me on August the 19th and said, hey, Kay, how's things going? How's things looking? Are you going to be ready? And I said, oh, yeah, we're going to be ready. Um, we just haven't decided on a date to announce this yet. He goes, well, that's what I'm calling you about. I've got us a date. Mm. I said, oh, you've got us a date. <laughs> oh, good. And he said, yeah, um, uh, September the 30th on the steps of the Capitol in Montgomery. And uh, I said, oh, so three months and eight days from the time he told me he wanted to do this, we are going to announce it to the world. (laughs) And um, I said, um, wow, that's, um, that's, um, that's quick. So, in the meantime, my big trailer gets here. It took them two days to get it from Minnesota to Alabama because the truck they're pulling it with, when they would go up the hills and hollers in Kentucky and Tennessee and then get to Alabama, Mm -hmm. it would slow down to 20 miles an hour. The truck was not big enough to haul haul this trailer. (laughs) So, um, when it got there, the guy that does my rap called me and he said, oh, my God, Kate. You've got to come see this thing. It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I was like, oh, good. <laughs> so it it all just kind of happened. And on September 30th, 2013, we announced the Alabama Astral Tournament Series for the first time. We were going to take 200 boats. It was $1,150 entry fee for the first 30 days. And then it went to $1,200 or something, $1,250 maybe, $1,250. Um, I was a nervous wreck. I threw up the entire night before we announced it. I could not keep anything down. I was a nervous wreck. I still get that way on August the 14th when we announced, when we open to the public every August 15th. Mm-hmm. Anyone in my office will tell you that I never sleep and I'm a nervous wreck when we open registration. It's, mm-hmm. it's just haunting for me. 
Um, but the first year in the North Division, we sold out in 72 days. Nice. We never sold out in the South Division. We averaged about 165 boats down there um, the first three years. And then the fourth year, we sold out, and we've sold out with 225 boats ever since 2017. That's awesome. It's... Um, it's crazy. It's been a, a great ride, um, and I, I say this all the time. Anglers are very hard people to please, <laughs> but they can be your biggest cheerleader, and they can be your biggest critic. And I have 1,100 of them, and to me, they are the best outside salespeople that I could ever hope to hire. Um, I'm not saying they agree with everything we do. Um, certainly when we had to move a tournament from Lincoln because it wasn't completed to a different lake, that was not a popular decision. Uh, but it was the only decision we had. I mean, it really was. Um, you know, and moving a tournament because of weather, postponing things. Um, you know, we make a lot of decisions that don't make everybody happy. Um, but, you know, it has grown. Um, in 2016, we, we started our TV coverage, which was super cool. Um, so there's been... A lot of growth in the Alabama Bass Trail. This year we sold out in 18 minutes. Wow. Which is insane to me that we could sell out that quickly. Um, and I try to do live now because it's so easy to do now. Mm -hmm. But it is, I know when we opened up on the 15th, it was on a Monday, I believe. And I remember sitting there and I didn't even have the words to say, like, I, I couldn't even express my, my feelings because I was so stunned. Um, you know, Gerald... And I have talked many times about it. Um, it's it's a really cool thing, and, and I don't take a lot of the credit for it. I have 12 guys and gals that work for us on Saturday that are bought into customer service. They understand that's what they're in. We're not a tournament organization. We are a customer service organization. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's, you know, they them, the host cities that bought into the idea 10 years ago that continue to bring us into their community um, that continue to support us um, our state tourism office who continues to help us uh, from time to time when we need it um, they are a big role in our TV show that we do um, you know it's just been a lot of people that played good parts in it and I've just been lucky to be the face of it and let the blessings just kind of you know it's just been a crazy thing things have happened for the Alabama Bass Trail that that I could have never foreseen um, and I'm really proud of it. Um, we only have two employees, two full-time employees, mm. and we run 14 events a year. And um, I said this the other day to somebody. I'm like, you know, Bass, they have somebody who just deals in customer service. If you need to change your address or you need to, you know, change your phone number or email address, they have somebody that does that. Well, that's me. Mm. You know, if you have, <laughs> you know, if, if you have, um, I take care of all the sponsorships. I take care of all the city contract negotiations. I take care of managing all the social media. Wow. I help edit the TV shows. We do the podcast that I do and Chris helps me with. And, you know, we do all of that. Um, Scott takes care of ordering all the chemicals, making sure we have bags, making sure we have salt and ammonia and all the stuff we're supposed to have for fish care and he organizes his team and he maintenances the trailers and he does all of that stuff. But yeah, I mean, we run our organization with two full-time employees and then we have 12 people that show up 14 times a year and, and just freaking kill it, you know? So it, it's a pretty cool deal. And, uh, but it's, it's a lot of work too. In South Dakota, hunting is our shared legacy. 
something everyone can be a part of. That's why we're focused on making our fields a welcome place for everyone. See how at HuntTheGreatestSD.com, where you can hear stories from sportswomen and learn what makes South Dakota the world's pheasant capital. While you're there, enter for a chance to hunt with Sportsman Channel's Melissa Bachman and win free gear from DSG Outerwear. Learn more at HuntTheGreatestSD.com slash DSG. That's awesome. Well, I love, love hearing the story about how it, how it came to be. Um, sounds like you said it's just a, a meant to be, you know, blessed kind of a thing. And so, mm-hmm. you know, things like that are, are really special because um, they don't come around often. So that's yeah. incredible. Well, we we treat our series like a big club. I mean, when I look at different bass clubs, and I, that's what I really wanted Alabama Bass Trail to be, and I said this on our podcast the other day, I really wanted our our trail to be like a club. And I know you and I tried to get together, and I had a I had an angler pass away. He's fished with me for seven years. I take that very personal. Mm. Um, and we've had three pass away this year, and it is really hard for me to lose an angler. Um, it's it's devastating for me, especially guys that have fished with me for so many years. And um, I really want when you know if angie scott came and fished without an ambassador i want you to leave thinking that these people really cared about you pam martin wells has fished with us before and mm. you know we stay involved with her and and watch her you know her sickness and then the recovery and steve and and you know so we try to really stay involved with our people and um i think that's something that maybe sets us apart trip weldon one of the biggest compliments someone could ever give me was when Trip Weldon signed up for my tournament series. Um, I mean, he's worked for the best for a long, long, long time. And um, when he called me the morning or, or texted me the morning after he signed up, he's sitting there watching it sign up and, and telling me it reminds him of the old days of the, the Bass Invitationals and all of that. It just That's a really cool story. And, uh, you know, that's a huge compliment to me. And when Gerald Swindle signed up to fish my 100s, Gerald and I, you know, you've been with us. You've been out with us, you know. Um, You know, he's my brother. He really is like a brother to me. And I've called him in the worst of times and I've celebrated with him in the best of times. And for him to put his money where his mouth is and, and, you know, and sign up and fish the Alabama Bastro 100s and, you know, and that's just um, uh, a compliment that I can't you know, that just means the world to me. So, um, you know, we're, we are set up different. Alabama Bass Trail, we pay back over a hundred percent to our English pay back about 113% this year. Um, probably the only tournament series that I know of that, uh, we have a hundred thousand dollar, no entry fee championship, um, that, that our guys qualify Mm. to get to. And to me, if you make it, to our championship, if you make it in the top 75 in points, you shouldn't have to pay to be here. I want you to come and, and be here and have a chance to win part of $100,000. And um, so that's important to me. Um, some things that I state to our board, we have an eight-member board, is 100% plus payback to our anglers is always going to be my top priority. Hmm. And then having a championship where they don't have to pay for it. Those two things um, – are very important to me. So we've been able to do that from day one and um, they've never paid to be in the championship. And, and then we, you know, pay for our guys to go into the Bass Team Championship. And, you know, that's important, but it's not as important to me as though that we get to pay them 
you know, they don't ever have to, to worry about fishing for their money back. They're going to get that. Mm-hmm. So those are, those are things that are important to me. Um, you know, we don't, we don't necessarily, we will never be bass and we know that and we're okay with that. We're okay being the little brother. Very cool. How many, uh, people fish the championship? We have a maximum of 185 teams. Okay. So our 10 winning teams, if you win a regular series event, you're automatically in. And then the top 75 in points. Uh, We give the maximum amount of people that we think we can take. So like the guys who won Angler of the Year this year, they're, of course, in the top 75 in points, but they also won a tournament. So they double qualified. So I'll go down another. Mm -hmm. I'll go down another one. Um, So we try to give the maximum of 185. This year we have 177. We only had 13 high school teams participate, and we send the top 15 high school teams, so they automatically qualify. Mm. We send the top five couples teams, and I think we had eight this year, but the top five get to go. And then the top five college teams get to go, and we only had one. So we're a little short on some teams this year just because we didn't have the full fields. But 177 teams, they compete for two days. Um, so Friday will be their first day to compete. And then we invert the field day two and, um, they fish on day two. So first prize is $50,000 and then we pay down 25 places. So it's a pretty heavy payout. We don't pay down a ton of spaces in the championship, but -hmm. it's a pretty heavy, pretty heavy prize. And then all of the boat contingencies are in play for that as well. Gotcha. So very cool. Yeah. It's a pretty cool deal. Yeah. Um, in 2000. I'm trying to think if it was 20. Yeah. 2019, we announced the Alabama Bastrol Tournament, the 100. And then we opened uh, registration for it. We announced it in January 2020. So you know what happened in March of 2020. Mm-hmm. The whole world shut down. And then we opened registration for the first 100 on June 1st of 2020. We sold out in 39 hours. And it's taken a little bit longer for that to sell out over the last two years because of the pro schedules and the Toyota series schedules and the open schedules don't come out until November, October, November. Mm-hmm. So it's taken a little bit longer. It's sold out now, but it's a $25,000 first place and we pay a hundred thousand dollars out at each event. So we pay a hundred percent out in that um, series as well. Um, a lot of people really like that series because it's only a hundred boats mm-hmm. and um, it, they like the not having to get there so early because 225 boats, it takes us a little time to get all that in the water. But mm-hmm. the 100 series has been really successful. Um, we've added live coverage on the water. We do five hours of live coverage. That's been a lot of fun. That's probably the most fun now to me is to, to watch the live coverage. But, you know, with just doing a podcast and doing lives, it's it's like a reality show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and stuff happens in cameras break and audio goes out and internet oh my gosh the internet if Uh, we just had a stable source of internet yes (laughs) how how have we not figured that out yet (laughs) well you know we just and when i say we're not bass like we don't have a satellite truck you know but we thought elon musk was going to be like our savior here and so we ordered starlink and we use starlink when you can use it um but yeah just those kinds of things is what trips me up and And keeps me up at night, really. Like, it fog delays, that keeps me up at night. Mm. Things that people just don't really think about, um, fog delays are one. Um, The fact that, you know, I don't know how much you keep up with the trail, but um, in March, March the 11th, 
in Alabama, it was 78 degrees and it was beautiful. And then on on March the 12th, when an Alabama basketball tournament was to go on, it was 29 degrees, (laughs) snowing, 25 mile an hour winds. It was the coldest day I can ever remember. Now, the parking lot never froze over. I mean, we never had any issues like that, but it was absolutely one of the coldest days. But that happens so much, and there's not a thing you can do about it. Like, you know, this coming week is our championship, and on Wednesday, the low is 29. Yep. Not being cold all year, but it's going to turn off a cold front the day before an Alabama Astral tournament. It's because the LBA is in town. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Well, I'm glad you say that because everybody always blames it on the Alabama Astral. But, you know, it's cold fronts or it's thunderstorms or it's something. And you just can't prepare for that. Tournament organizers, you know, you don't want to ever put your anglers in danger. Fog delays, lightning. There's just so much to consider. And and rescheduling events is not easy Mm -hmm. for anybody, not the anglers, not the organizers. So, um, but yeah, we, we've been real blessed on the Alabama Bass Trail and, We'll celebrate our 10th year next year, and uh, which doesn't even seem possible. Um, <laughs> but the wrinkles under my eyes certainly <laughs> are from a lot of sleepless nights. Um, but, you know, it's, um, it, it's far beyond anything I could have expected 10 years ago. And hopefully in 10 more years, um, I'll be ready to hand this torch to somebody else. <laughs> well, <laughs> my body will be fully broken down by the end, so... Maybe well, you can come down and run it, Angie. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, It sounds like a lot of hard work, um, but also a lot of great payouts, too. Um, I'm sure mm-hmm. you get a lot of... Um, uh, we've said on the show before, you get paid in goosebumps. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You really do. I don't know that there is... I've never been to a NASCAR race and I've never got to drop the flag or wave the checker flag, but I can't imagine a more emotional time than blast off when you've paid for an event in August and you get to fish it in February, like that emotion and that uh, adrenaline rush right there is just the most amazing thing to me. Uh, it college football kickoff national championship kickoff, NFL, Super Bowl, nothing. I can't think of anything that prepares me or comes close to that feeling Mm -hmm. than when you play that national anthem and then 225 votes crank up Mm -hmm. and you start sending them out. Like maybe the Bassmaster Classic. Okay, I'll give you that one. But to me, when you've paid for that event, you've looked forward to that event for so long and you finally hear your boat number called, to me, it's unlike anything else that I can think of. And I'm, you know, it's the my favorite time of the day is boat check and blast off. Um, and uh, it's absolutely amazing. You know what that's like. You're oh, getting yeah. ready to do that, I you know, know, on Thursday. So oh. it's an adrenaline rush like anything I've ever seen. I've had butterflies for two days now <laughs> coming down here. You know, you know, and I talked to Gerald about that, and I don't think it ever, I think when you stop having that is when it's time to hang it up. Mm. And Gerald and I talk about that. Um, you know, we talked about his open and, you know, 53rd place, and he's like, you know, I'm not built for 225 boats anymore, sis. And I'm like, dude, I get it. Trust me. I, I totally get it. Um, 
but yeah, I do think that that's, that's when I'll know it's time to hang it up is when I don't still get those butterflies in the morning. I don't enjoy two thirty boat checks. You know, I don't enjoy sending those guys off in the morning. Um, but certainly the most refreshing time of the day is when I go back there and look at that key fob box and we see 225 key fobs are there hmm. or we've talked to them. If they didn't return their key fob, we know that they're off the water safely. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a very refreshing feeling there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the Alabama Bastro has a lot of people to be thankful for. A lot of people who had us on podcast or had us on radio shows in the beginning believed in us and continued to follow our story. Um, you know, we, we, we've had 14 multiple time winners. Um, uh, we've got two teams that's won four events. It's kind of crazy to keep up with that. Um, we have guys that compete with us, guys and girls that compete with us from 13 states. Wow. Um, from far away is Wisconsin that come down and fish with us on our 100, um, Missouri, Indiana, Illinois, Kentucky, South Carolina, North Carolina, Florida. I mean, it's just crazy to me that people come that far to fish with us, especially I think about people in South Carolina. Do they travel through Atlanta? <laughs> I hate Atlanta. Uh, I hear yeah, Yeah, we try to avoid it. Um, so we go down to Florida quite a bit. And yeah. every time it sends us through Atlanta. And it's just like we've we've now started timing it to where we'll go through in like the middle of the night. It's just the yeah. only time you, <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> when I go to Hartwell in December, I will do the same thing. I told my husband I would rather pay for an extra night of hotel room than I had to go through Atlanta during the daytime. Yep. So that's probably what I'll do. I'll probably leave on the night of the 5th and get there early enough to have to pay for another night's hotel just because I can't do it. I can't do it. So I'm just too old. My nerves are too shot to deal with something like that. (laughs) Uh, How many women do you have? Do you know how many women you have that fish the trail? Well, we we have eight couples team so there's those eight we only have one all women team and that's betty saul and lisa uh, and linda sands and i want to tell you a cool story about them like uh linda has fished the bassmaster classic before when the wba was going on she's fished the bassmaster classic we've had um pam martin wells who has fished the bassmaster classic we've had um kim bain moore who was the first female to ever fish the bassmaster classic kim has fished with us um Linda and and Betty are two of what I feel like are some of the best anglers on um, the Alabama Bass Trail. When we were at Wheeler this year, and I don't know if you had a chance to see any of that footage, but Wheeler was absolutely the best tournament we had all year. We had over 80 fish catches on camera, Mm -hmm. and we were watching people cull four-and-a-half-pounders. Like We were physically watching them double up, cull four-and-a-half-pounders. Those ladies had boat trouble at about 10.45, and they had 18.39, something like that. They came back to the dock, and they sat there, and they waited until 1 o'clock when they could weigh their fish in. And they babied those fish, and they took care of those fish. We have a very stiff dead fish penalty. You can only weigh in one dead fish, and and you still get a one-pound penalty. Mm. So we have a very, very, very strict dead fish penalty. So those ladies came back, and you talk about babying those fish. They had an umbrella you know, over their live wells, trying to make sure that, you know, they kept as much heat off of their live wells, they kept them running and all of that. But they knew how important it was to make sure that they kept those fish alive. They needed that. They did not make our championship, but they had a, I want to say an 18th place finish. They've had a top 10 finish at Gunnersville before. 
they are really good anglers and nobody in our field counts those two women out. I can tell you that right now. They do not count Betty Stahl and Linda Sands <laughs> out in any tournament. So, awesome. um, but yeah, I, I know that I have, um, eight, um, 10 women that fish with us. Um, and Betty and Linda have gotten a few checks with us. So, um, one of the look girls that fish with us this year, she fished in the high school team. Her name's Hannah Peebles. She got big fish at Lake Martin this year. Um, and 100% David said she caught it. She caught it, not me. I didn't have anything to do with it, but get the net. So, um, and that's encouraging. Like we, we've, we've seen some really good anglers, uh, come through here and it's really fun in the mornings when you see the boats take off and you see Amanda Williams is sitting in the driver's seat, you know, Buck is sitting over in the passenger seat and Amanda's driving. (laughs) So, um, you know, and Pam always did. And uh, of course, Kim's husband, he drove when they were fishing, but, um, it's not uncommon for us to see the women. A matter of fact, Amanda sent me a message this week. She had been to Lake Jordan practicing by herself, you know, and, um, it was just really cool. I mean, I love to see the females involved in our, in our industry and we're seeing that more and more and more. Very cool. Well, I had the, uh, the incredible opportunity to interview Betty, um, on the lake, on the the banks of Gunnersville last time Mm -hmm. I was down. So that was, that was really special. And she talked about the, the team fishing and, um, yeah, she is unbelievable i mean for her age is she, and <laughs> is she not like and you're always one of the first five boats at the ramp wow. like you don't you're gonna put their time in on the water during practice but they really do like get there they get prepared they're just and you know and again not everybody agrees with every decision we make but i ne- every time they have a word of encouragement for me which is just you know calms my nerves a little bit but really cool She's an incredible artist. Um, you know, just she's just an amazing person to me. And Linda too. I mean, just such cool people. Such cool people. Oh. You're like me. You like to know their story. Yeah. You know, you like to get to know the the person and uh and they are. They're two of the really coolest people that I think we have fishing with us. Well, it's it's awesome. You know, Alabama is a very special state as far as the the fisheries go. I mean, you know, I mentioned Gunnersville. Uh, just unbelievable what you can do on that lake. Um, obviously, I love Logan Martin as well, and uh, you know, it's just just a really incredible state that you know you have an opportunity to run this trail and uh i just want to thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to be on the show and to give us the background on it and uh i look forward to celebrating 10 years next year that's awesome well thank you and hey good luck to you and and safety for all the anglers that's participating this week we'll pray safety over you guys wish you the very best we will keep our eye even though we'll be down at lake jordan getting ready for our cheap ship we'll keep an eye on the results there i know my guys will be because they um they always like to see the results of the tournaments going on at certain i don't know how y'all keep all that in your head like what won a tournament in october of 2018 on i don't but they do and they will be watching that too but we'll keep our eyes peeled we'll see where you end up on thursday and Wish you the very best and all the safety to you guys. And thank you so much for having me on. My pleasure. Thank you.